Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Hope you're having a blessed weekend. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app like Spotify or Podcast One and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. We began this morning with powerful women in business right here in Cincinnati. On the phone with me now is Katie Blackburn. Katie is Executive Vice President of the Cincinnati Bengals. She's one of the highest ranking women in the NFL. Also joined by Sherry Harper. Sherry is Chief People Officer with Frisch's. Rounding out our panel this morning is Amy B. Spiller. She is President of Duke Energy, Ohio and Kentucky. It's my pleasure to welcome all three of you ladies to the show. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Great. Thanks for having Great. us. Great. All right. Doing fine, Rodney. Good, good. Now, I'm so honored that you all have taken your time to speak with me this morning. But first of all, give us some insight into what you do and tell us a little bit about your position and what it involves. And we'll start with Sherry. Sherry, tell us about your position at Frisch's. My role is probably one of the the coolest. My actual title is Chief People Officer, and I get the privilege of engaging with all of our team members and really anything that involves people in our organization, uh, my team and I are responsible for. So that involves anything from joining the organization, their life cycle through the organization, and then I also get to be engaged in our really our efforts around community engagement and how do we help our team members find ways to give of their time, talent, and treasure in ways that really matter to them. So I have a really special role that uh, really sets me up to uh, fulfill my strengths and my passions. All right. Good. Amy Spiller, tell us about your role at um, Duke Energy. Oh, happy to do so, Rodney. I am currently our state president for Duke Energy, Ohio and Kentucky. Um, And in that role, really responsible for a team of about 2,300 employees who are dedicated to keeping the lights on and the natural gas flowing for about 1 million households and businesses here in greater Cincinnati. In addition to that, Rodney um, have responsibility for economic development activities here in our region um, and also working with our local foundation to be sure we're giving back um, to our communities, to those organizations and individuals who are really making a difference. In my role, Rodney, I also drive our regulatory strategy. Um, So a lot of of activity interaction, if you will, with our regulators, both in Columbus and Frankfurt, as well as members of our respective um, general assemblies in those two states. Wow, that sounds like a lot going on there, Amy. Um, Katie Blackburn, tell us about your role with the Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks, Rodney. Um, I'm Katie Blackburn. I am the executive vice president for the Cincinnati Bengals, and um, it's Certainly was very impressive what Sherry and Amy, um, how they described their roles. I don't know that I'll be quite as as eloquent, but um, I basically am just involved in in making sure that the Cincinnati Bengals operate um, smoothly and effectively, and that includes um, being involved in um, all the different areas here, be it um, you know the marketing and the ticket sales and the player side and the scouting side contracts. Um, I pretty much get to be involved in in all aspects, and um, that would include community involvement. Um, The list can go on, but it's obviously um, 
exciting and something new every day, and um, we're looking forward to getting the 2020 season started this year. Yeah, there you go. Now, Amy, I understand that you grew up in a small, one-traffic-light kind of town. In the beginning of your career, was that a huge adjustment for you, adjusting to life here in the big city? Well, I will tell you, Rodney, I, I started my first position here was in a small law firm, and the legal profession in Cincinnati is incredibly welcoming. Um, so I adjusted really well, I, I think. Um, so there was not a, a big adjustment in that respect. And I, and I have to say, have thoroughly enjoyed my almost 30 years here in Cincinnati um, with our professional sports teams and the arts and all that, that the city has to bring. But I would say Cincinnati um, is, is just a terrific town to, to grow up. All right. And uh, to piggyback on that, Katie, let me ask you this. Now, you grew up in a very successful family. Did you feel pressured um, for being successful yourself in your own right and to follow the footsteps of your family? How much pressure was it there for you, if any? Um, Well, I mean, I guess I feel very fortunate that I had the opportunity to follow in the family footsteps. Mm -hmm. I think growing up, um, certainly my family there was always the message of you should go do what you want to do and whatever that might be is what you should want to do. And I was sort of like, gosh, I think football is really cool and fun and I would love to be involved in that. So I was always keeping my fingers crossed that that would, uh, that would work out. But I did go and, and I too went to law school and was at a law firm for a couple of years before I had the opportunity to finally join um, work the team and, and begin working for them. Time. Okay, and so how long have you been with the Bengals? Well, I mean, I worked for. I've been around forever. Before I did law school, I you know I worked in high school. Okay. In the ticketing area and the PR area, but then I, I went to law school in 1991 is when I I started working full time for the wow, Bengals. Look at that. Now, Sherry, you were nominated as one of 2019's 100 Wise Women here in the Cincinnati area. What was that like for you? Oh, you know, it was a it was a tremendous honor and something that was completely unexpected. Uh, I, for me, I, I really try to inspire, challenge, and encourage uh, anyone I interact with, and to be recognized as somebody that people can come to and seek guidance. Uh, it was nice to be on the other side of that versus being the one that is always looking to others to learn from, which I'll, I'll always do, but it was nice to be able to give back in a special way. Now, one thing I can't ignore, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the pandemic very briefly. Um, very briefly, tell us how the pandemic has changed the way you guys are, the impact that it's had on your business um, very briefly. And we'll start, um, Katie, probably one of the biggest things that we all know about um, with football, but tell us about the impact there the pandemic has for you. It's been a very challenging year, for sure. Um, I think as our cycle goes, uh, when just when NFL free agency was starting was about when all the businesses closed down. So from an NFL perspective, we were in an interesting position of trying to figure out, gosh, do we move forward and hope everything's going to be back to normal by the fall and um, everything you know will be forgotten about, or do we you know, go back off a little bit because, you know, maybe there will be no future. Who knows? So um, for the most part, we have tried to, the whole throughout the NFL, um, keep things moving on a pretty normal schedule. And so we did go forward with free agency. We went forward with the draft, although everybody did it virtually and you had all of your meetings virtually. Um, we did get to training camp um, and we got the players in, and they have testing every day. 
Um, but so far that's been going really well. We will not have fans at our first game, but we have recently learned that we will be able to have 6,000 fans at our second and third games. So Mm -hmm. slowly but surely we're hoping to get back even more to normal, but it's definitely been a very interesting and very, um, you know, I want to, you know, for, for all the work that everyone here has put in to make it all work, you know, we've been really appreciative. All right. And Sherry, we know at Frisch, as you know, all the restaurants, all the things that you guys had to face. Tell us what the impact has been for you guys um, at Frisch's and what have you seen with the pandemic? You know, the reality is, let me start with the industry. And I, I think that everything everyone's heard about what's happening in the restaurant industry as a result of the pandemic is is absolutely true. Eight million restaurant employees have been laid off. Uh, we're projected, the industry is projected to lose $240 billion in sales in 2020. And those are staggering, just mm. staggering stats to kind of wrap your head around. And Frisch's is no different. We are, we are faced with these challenges. And when the dining rooms closed, uh, it was very challenging for us. But for us, we have used this as an opportunity to think about what could it be? What should it be? How do we think boldly? How do we think differently coming out of the pandemic whenever that, whenever that happens? And we're very blessed and very fortunate to have drive throughs So we have been able to continue as an essential part of the infrastructure and continue to service our guests and our communities through our drive through carry-out, and delivery business. And that has really helped us weather some storms that other, uh, frankly, other restaurant companies are not able to do because of that off-premise perspective that we have. So we feel very fortunate. We're certainly uh, not out of the woods. We still continue to wonder and speculate about uh, what's next and how do we plan for that. But we're really taking uh, the bull by the horns, as the saying goes, and really owning this and thinking boldly and thinking differently. We instituted the Frisch's um, big boy market uh, and began selling toilet paper through our drive throughs in the middle of the pandemic just to service our guests. Uh, to make sure that we're having an impact. So we're cautiously optimistic about the future and feel like we have good plans and we're executing those plans, uh, understanding we're keeping our knees flexed because certainly this has flipped everything on, on its head for many of us. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about our guests, more information about the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. This morning, we're talking to powerful women in business right here in Cincinnati. We're talking to Katie Blackburn. She is executive vice president of the Cincinnati Bengals. Also speaking to Sherry Harper. She is chief people officer at Frisch's. Also speaking to Amy B. Spiller, she is president of Duke Energy, Ohio and Kentucky. Now, ladies, did you always know you wanted to do what you're doing? And how focused were you on getting to where you are today? Well, I I can start. This is Katie. And um, I touched on it a little bit in the prior question. Um, I grew up around, you know, with football being part of my family, um, for those who may not know, so my grandfather was Paul Brown. He had a huge history, football, football coach um, at Maslin, Ohio, Ohio State, Great Lakes Naval Center, and then started the Cleveland Browns and then came to Cincinnati. So I sort of had a family thing going there, which certainly um, drew my interest to the business. And, um, you know, at the same time, Probably growing up, it was even, you know, definitely more so considered, you know, a male industry, and so never really knew for sure how that would all play out. Um, But, you know, thankfully, um, 
that didn't seem to matter, and I got the opportunity to be be a part of the organization and um, have loved every minute of it. All right. And um, Sherry, is this always what you wanted to do? Did, and what did you do? Did you strategize to get to the place you are today? Is this always what you wanted to do? Oh, uh, great question. So no, I actually started out um, in my undergrad thinking I was going to be an accountant and got to my senior year of tax and said, oh, wow, this isn't, this isn't going to work uh, at all. Uh, and actually fell into, I was working at a financial institution and really working my, my way up, if you will. And, and the head of HR approached me and said, hey, have you thought about human resources? And I said, well, I clearly just figured out I'm not going to be an accountant. So let's uh, tell me more. And so that began uh, my 20-plus uh, year career in human resources, and I frankly have never looked back. And from that point, I began really strategizing and thinking about how do I continue to grow and how do I ultimately get in the head HR chair. But early on, I, I really wasn't clear on where I wanted to go. But the numbers piece has been a, a tremendous um, advantage for me in my career um, because I'm able to translate uh, ROI and the business strategy into real hard numbers, and that really gives me an advantage uh, sitting in the, the people seat uh, for any organization I've ever been a part of. So uh, it, it's been an interesting journey, but I've loved every minute of it. And what about you, Amy? Is this always what you wanted to do? Did you always envision yourself sitting in the chair that you're in now? Rodney, goodness, no, right? When I started practicing law decades ago, I had no idea that this position of a state utility president even existed. Um, but after a period of time in private practice, I joined the Synergy Legal Department, um, Synergy, which is now known as Duke Energy, and at that time had exposure um, to this role. And it's one that I certainly aspired to just because it is so multifaceted, right? Certainly get to use um, my legal training in many respects, um, but also um, really um, spend time with other community leaders, just really advancing um, the progress within our region. And, you know, I, I have the privilege, really, of, of leading an incredible team of employees who are so dedicated, um, really responding to our customers' needs and, and focused on meeting their expectations and keeping the lights on every single day. I'm so really grateful um, for the opportunity that I have in this role. All right. Ladies, what is it that you enjoy most about doing what you do? Katie, you, your job just seems like a whole bunch of fun. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, for us that love sports, it just sounds like a whole bunch of fun. But what is it that you enjoy most about doing what you do? Well, I love every aspect of this job, um, whether it's trying to get more fans and, and whether it's trying to you know, even even the more non-exciting parts like, you know, making sure the IT works, but incorporating the, you know, the technology into our business. And, you know, there's all the aspects are, are intriguing in every way. But the two, two areas that, you know, for me, anytime, uh, you know, the football side is just the fun part of this business. So getting to um, be involved in, in just, you know, following and, and watching and being a part of the scouting and meeting with the coaches and, and watching the practices and seeing how the team is doing is going to far and away take the number one place when it comes to what's the most fun here. Um, but, you know, I also feel very lucky that I get to work with my family, and um, that's maybe a unique thing. And mm -hmm. I 
but you know the fact that I, I get to work with my dad, my brother, my daughter recently joined um, joined our organization in um, February and has taken off and is doing great things already. So I just I feel really fortunate that I'm able to to do that too. Amy, what is it that you enjoy most about working with Duke Energy? So Rodney, I will tell you right what we. What we do is provide a critical service. I, um, we all depend so heavily on on electric and natural gas service here in our region, and so that is a, a very large responsibility. Um, but I will tell you what I definitely enjoy the most is our ability to make a difference in our communities. And I think, you know, during the pandemic and during this time with civil unrest, we have seen some disparities, some significant needs within our community. Um, and, and the fact that our foundation so quickly put almost $500,000 back into our community to address those vital issues is something that I feel really, really good about. All right. And Sherry, what about you? What do you enjoy most about working for Frisch's? It has to be the food. It's almost like Katie. We It has to be a lot of fun <laughs> with football, but you got to enjoy the food, too. What is it that you we enjoy most? That for her. What's that? <laughs> we can answer that for her. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, obviously, uh, what I one of our core values is actually fun because you really can't have Big Boy as your icon and not have a little <laughs> bit of fun. Uh, and so we certainly build that into everything we do. But for me personally, I, I'll piggyback a little bit on what Amy said, is it's always been about making a difference uh, and making sure that in whatever role I'm in, I'm able to have impact and make a difference. And for me in this role, I'm able to impact 5,000 lives to help them reach their full potential, to help them give of their time, talent, and treasure, to help them make a difference in the community in turn, which helps our guests uh, and the millions of customers and guests we serve every year. And so that's really special. And not everybody can say that they're able to touch lives in, in such, a, such a way. Uh, and so it inspires me every day. Uh, I'm very passionate about our people and, and really trying to unlock their potential and and providing them what they may need to help them uh, deliver their best each and every day. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to powerful women in business here in Cincinnati. I'm Rodney Lear. You're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. We're speaking to Katie Blackburn. She's with the Cincinnati Bengals. Speaking to Sherry Harper with Frisch's and Amy B. Spiller. She is with Duke Energy, Ohio and Kentucky. Now, let's talk about the good old boys club because it exists. Um, Katie, for you, you, you touched on this. You're in such a male-dominated field, and you're one of the top females in the NFL what is it like for you to be a female in this business? Well, I mean, the thing that I would say is that in the NFL, they have made humongous strides since I started in terms of the number of women that are in this business. Um, and it, it's it's grown tremendously. So at this point, you have, you know, a number of women owners, you have um, women involved. I mean, there are recently, I think there um are four teams that actually have um, women coaches now. Um, so, you know, the, it's, it's been fascinating to see how the role of women in the NFL has grown, um, whether it's at the league office or at the teams. It's um, been really impressive to see the number of women that are now um, working with the organizations. 
Amy, what about you uh, as president of Duke Energy, Ohio, Kentucky? What is it like for you? I'm sure that that's a very male-dominated field as well. What is that like for you? Well, I'll tell you, Rodney, um, I I think our industry is one that is changing. I think of our CEO, Lynn Good, um, grew up in Fairfield, Ohio, and so we have many females in leadership roles here at Duke Energy, and I think the industry on balance is getting there. Much work to be done, um, and and we're really focused on that, on on changing the narrative around inclusion, um, diversity and inclusion you know, within our company. And I would say one thing that I have noticed, Rodney, here in greater Cincinnati is just the number of incredible women, including those who are joining uh, UME today on your call, but those within our community who are running business, whether profit or nonprofit, um, and doing some pretty incredible things here. Okay. Um, Sherry, your experience. Yeah, you know, it's been, I've been in a number of different industries, and I think Across the board, you're seeing a lot of energy and a lot of focus, and I think businesses uh, and organizations are figuring out the importance of having a diverse management team and and the results that you can achieve from that. And so there's been a lot of work. Uh, As Amy said, there is still work to do. Uh, But candidly, for me, um, I've worked really hard not to let it define me uh, and it worked really hard to make sure that it, it just doesn't rent space for me in my head as to what those issues are and those barriers. I, I have just prided myself in working really hard. And I started in the financial industry, and that is a very male-dominated industry. And in the restaurant industry, you see uh, the majority of our workforce is women. But as you move up the ranks, there's still opportunity. So much work to be done, but I think really good strides have been made across the board in a number of industries, and we're going to continue to, to see that grow. Uh, and as businesses see the, the really the benefit financially of making those decisions. So let me ask you, ladies, this almost along the same lines. As a woman in your field, do you feel like you're constantly having to prove yourself over and over again? Is that something that you ladies deal with? Rodney, I'll jump back in. This is Sherry again. Uh, I'll kind of piggyback on my prior conversation. Uh, I really don't, um, but partly it's a mindset. Uh, it's a mindset for me that I, I really don't allow that to define me. I, I'm really driven. I'm really passionate, and I, I have pushed, and I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at, but I've never felt like I've had to prove myself. Um, frankly, I've had, I felt more like I've had to prove myself based on age than I've ever felt like I've had to based on gender. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not to say it's not real and and not everyone has the same experience that I have, but I've really worked hard to make sure that I don't let it affect me. Uh, And I think that helps me in terms of how I approach every situation. I go into the room feeling like I belong in that room. Uh, And I think that's a powerful mindset that really has helped me along my career. Okay. Ladies? So, Rodney, it's Amy. I would say, you know, my focus has always been to bloom where I'm planted. Um, And whether that's proving myself or not, I think I've always been focused on doing the best that I can every single day. I would say, though, women can be, we can be hard on ourselves, Mm -hmm. I think, just by nature. Mm -hmm. 
So we may think we have to prove our, that we belong, um, but others may not have that same interpretation or view of us. So, um, you know, I absolutely appreciate Sherry's remarks that she goes into the room with the, with the realization that she belongs there. Um, and, and I think that is some great advice for, for women who are coming up through their leadership chains. All right. Katie, your experience, do you feel like you have to constantly prove yourself over and over as a woman? Um, I, I think I, I really appreciate um, Amy and Sherry's comments. I, I agree. I, I sort of just focus on getting done, whatever needs to get done. And probably, as Amy said, I'm probably hardest on myself, trying to prove things to myself more than, more than anyone. In case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. You can also listen to the show anytime you like. Just head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. This morning, we're talking to powerful women in business right here in Cincinnati. We're speaking to Katie Blackburn with the Cincinnati Bengals. Sherry Harper is with Frisch's and Amy B. Spiller is with Duke Energy, Ohio and Kentucky. Now, let me ask you ladies this. What have you found about being a woman in your field that gives you an advantage that maybe perhaps men don't have? This is Katie. The one, I mean, I don't know that there's necessarily an advantage, but I do think that communication, I, th- I don't know. I find that women can be better communicators than some men sometimes, So, mm-hmm. I um, and maybe more consensus builders a little bit. There are different traits that perhaps um, some women perhaps, or, or more women, or, or, or perhaps uh, have tendencies to be stronger in sometimes. Uh, you know, I think to be a good leader, all people try to do well in those areas. Okay. Now, what my wife would really agree with you about the communication and men <laughs> and communication. <laughs> uh, um, ladies, um, your insights. So, Rodney and Sammy, I, I would agree with, with Katie. I, I think there is certainly that desire for consensus building that may more readily come um, to women who are in leadership roles. I, I think there's also that appreciation for diverse teams, diversity of thought. Um, you know, wanting to make the best decision and, and cultivate all of the resources and the input needed for, for that right decision. Um, so, so I think the communication skill, the consensus building, um, absolutely um, is something that, um, that, that I think does help women as they advance through their careers. Now, all three of you ladies, you guys have very demanding careers. What do you do to de-stress? <laughs> How do you manage all the stress that you deal with? Because high-profile positions, um, the positions that you're in, um, how do you deal with the stress? This is Katie. I like to exercise. I definitely enjoy getting a little bit of exercise in every day, and um, I definitely feel like that helps um, get me to that even keel level that if I don't exercise, I feel like uh, the stress can build up. Yeah, Rodney, it's Amy. I would agree with that, right? We need the physical health and the mental health. So exercise is, is very important to me in managing through this through the stress. Okay. Sherry? No, I, I would agree. I, I echo that. I think for me personally, uh, while I actually thrive in stressful situations, I do think the exercise piece, for me, it's golf. Uh, it's I, That's my passion, and that's what my husband and I share that unique passion. But the other thing is, is my faith uh, is certainly important to me, and that helps ground me and keeps, helps me keep things in perspective. 
Now, Katie, you touched on this earlier in one way or another, but you talked that let's talk about family balance. And I never thought of the fact that, Katie, you have the opportunity to work with your family. So I'm sure that helps with the family balance thing between family and career. But let's talk about balance, finding that balance. Amy, what's your insight? So it took me a while, Rodney, to recognize that there really is no work-life balance. We can't at the same moment be the perfect spouse, the perfect employee, the perfect sibling. Um, so it took me a little while to get there. I, I think, you know, now I just give myself a little grace. Um, friends, family understand that there are times when my job just requires me to not be present with them. Um, but I think the best advice I could give to someone is when they are with family and friends, be present. Um, I, you know, I, th- I think that's really important. But we also, again, just need to give ourselves a little grace. Okay. Katie, you raised two daughters, I believe. Um, What is it like for you and what's the secret to family career balance? What's the secret there, if any? My girls are now 27 and 25. I'm past the balancing stage at this point for the most part, aside Mm -hmm. from, you know, at least when when they're younger and and you are always feeling like, you know, you should be spending more time with them. I definitely had those those, um, feelings as, as they were growing up. I was very, very fortunate because my mom was a big key piece of, of helping to raise the girls, but we've seemingly done something right because they um, have are, are doing well. And like I said, the one just came back and now working for the team after doing management consulting and working at a private equity firm. And my other daughter was working in the online uh, e-commerce for Walmart and is going to go and start working for Petco. And so they're doing well. So it all seemed to turn out right. And I think that's the message is that as long as you keep um, going and and plowing along and just let them know, your kids know you love them and they know you love your job too, um, you get through it. All right. Sherry? Well, I I really, I I chuckled a little bit on Amy's uh, perspective because I too uh, there have found there's really no such thing as work-life balance. Uh, and I, too, have been on this journey uh, of figuring out how to, to make that work. And I've often used the phrase of, of giving myself grace uh, as we give others grace. That is truly the reality. We all have to lean in, as the saying goes, uh, at times, and that requires us to spend more time away from family and friends uh, because that's what the job requires. Uh, but there are other times where we can step back and, and take advantage and, and to be present, as Amy said, when we have those moments is really is really important. I ran across this quote recently as we've been dealing with the pandemic, and it, it seems to resonate. And, it, and it's an anonymous author, although there's been bits and pieces of it uh, that others have used. But it's this notion of start where you are, use what you have, do what you can, and it will be enough. Uh, and I think that goes to that grace piece of we can only do what we can do um, in life and family and finding that, that balance, if you will, of knowing when to lean in and when to pull back. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information on our guests, more information on the show can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Head there now and like us there now. This morning, we're talking to powerful women in business here in Cincinnati. We're speaking to Amy B. Spiller. She is president of Duke Energy, Ohio and Kentucky. Also speaking to Sherry Harper. She's chief people person at Frisch's. Also speaking to Katie Blackburn. She's executive vice president with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, let's 
let's talk about support systems because all three of you ladies are at the top of your game, but are there other women that you can turn to, um, lean on, or look to for encouragement and support? So, Rodney, it's Amy, um, and I would say, yes, there is a terrific support system here that I do look to, that I do lean on. I mentioned some of the incredible females who are leading other businesses here in the region, again, whether profit or nonprofit, um, and it is just a wonderful sisterhood um, always available for fun, for heavy conversation, whatever the circumstance may require. Um, but yes, a, a much needed um, and much appreciated support system here. Okay, Katie, who do you turn to for support and encouragement? Um, other women? Um, well, as Amy said, there's a great network of women, but in addition to, um, to those people, I, there's no question my mom is always um, the person that if if you know I turn to and and um, will be supportive and can still give good advice uh, no matter what age either one of us are. Okay, good. Sherry, what about you? Who do you look to for support and encouragement? Other women? Are there other women you can look to? Uh, absolutely, and uh, I've had a n- number of mentors throughout the years, and and frankly, I'm newer to Cincinnati. Although after four years, I'm not sure I can still say that, but. Mm-hmm. So I'm building that network here of support, um, but certainly have had some great mentors along the way. And, and candidly, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I had an incredibly supportive husband uh, who is my biggest champion uh, and has always been my biggest champion. So uh, that home support uh, is equally as important as other women leaders that we can tap into. Okay. Now, looking back on things, women, all things considered, how difficult has the journey been to get to the point where you are today in your career? I would say uh, there have been challenges. There have been times where I have made the decision to uh, zig when I needed to zag, uh, as, as, as we do in life, uh, to achieve what we, we want and we aspire to be able to achieve. Um, Certainly, I've been thankful for every opportunity I've had, and I've looked at it as every opportunity is an opportunity for me to grow and learn and get better and fine-tune my leadership skills. And frankly, leading up to uh, the work that I had done in small brands and then big brands like Wendy's International really positioned me to be very successful here at Frisch's and the work that I'm doing here. And so while there's always challenge, I've been very focused and very driven and uh, feel like I've learned along the way. And and for me, that's probably more important than anything is as long as I'm continuing and learning and growing, uh, that's what matters most. All right. And for you, Katie, what has the journey been like for you to get to the point where you're at today with the Bengals? Right. Now, I, I agree that you know, instead of anytime someone says with something challenging, I say, well, you know, it's an opportunity to learn and grow mm-hmm. and, you know, improve improve yourself or learn something new. Um, I, I probably suffer a little bit from the, you know, I am in a family business, so I always feel like, well, gosh, I don't deserve as much credit as some others who have worked their way up um, not in a family business. So maybe um, I feel very fortunate that I've had that opportunity, but I feel like that that maybe that then eliminated some of the challenges that some others may be faced. Um, but you know, every life is full of challenges of all different types, and um, that just gives you a, a lot of um, chances to to grow and, and make yourself a better person. All right, 
That leaves Amy right? Yes, and Rodney, I would say the journey for me has been incredibly fulfilling. Um, when I started with Duke Energy in the legal department, I was the lawyer for very many of the 2,300 employees who I now have the privilege of leading. Um, and it's always been easy for me to work hard um, for Duke Energy and my, and my fellow employees because of their commitment, their dedication to our customers, to our communities, and to each other. Um, and so there have been instances where perhaps there was a, a, a disappointment, um, but it was a very temporary disappointment because I've always learned um, from every experience that I have gone through. And so I am, um, again, very, uh, very fulfilled by the journey that I have been on. So, ladies, what advice would you give to other women, other women who aspire to reach the level of success that you have been able to attain what advice would you have for other women in business? This is Katie. I always just say believe in yourself and be true to yourself. Um, I think everyone has the ability to do pretty much whatever they want if they if their heart is invested in it, but I think they should also be the person they really are and not what someone expects them to be um, because that's what they think they need to do to achieve something. Okay. So, Rodney, it's Amy. I would agree with Katie, right? We do have to be true to ourselves. I think it's also helpful to find a support system, right, a board of advisors, if you will. There are, I think we have sponsors, we have mentors, um, we have those who will advocate on our behalf. So look for those individuals who can help you and, and tap into them. Um, you know, I think many are very appreciative of the ability to give back to to pull others up as we go up um, ourselves. And so look for those resources out there. Um, and, and understand that sometimes it's, you know, it's not always a, a ladder that we're climbing. It, it could be a lattice. Um, so to Sherry's point where she zigged when she should have zagged and, and things worked out, just know that, that there are always opportunities um, to be had. Okay. Sherry, your advice to women in business. You know, that. Both what Katie and Amy have said are, are really powerful perspectives, and I think it's so important that we are our authentic selves, uh, that we're showing up uh, and being true to ourselves. We have confidence. We surround ourselves with individuals that are going to lift us up versus tear us down. Um, those things are really important. But I think you know the other piece is we have to persevere. Uh, sometimes we're going to have setbacks. Uh, sometimes we're going to be faced with challenges that we may not understand. But how we push through, how we use our support system to help navigate through that is critically, critically important. And the last thing I would leave people with is having that right mindset that we're our, we are truly our own worst enemy and we are, we are the ones that hold ourselves back. And keeping that in mind and keeping that in check, that we can do this. We can accomplish, as, Amy, uh, as Katie said, whatever we want to accomplish. We can if we put our mind to it. And just continue to rally people around you that are going to support you and encourage you along, the, on, along your own journey. All right. Really good advice, ladies. Really good advice this morning. Now, let's switch gears here. Now, Katie, our Who Day Nation, we have to talk Bengals football, and I know you're kicking off the season today. I know you have to be really excited. 
I am so glad I get the chance to talk about just the football part. Thank you, Rodney. <laughs> um, but, yes, the season kicks off today, and we get to see the um, first game for Joe Burrow. He's looked great in practice, um, obviously going into a tough situation with no preseason games, no no other um, practice, but, but we really um, have been so impressed with everything we've seen from him and are just, you know, thrilled to see what he's going to be able to do offensively. We have A.J. Greenback. He mm. was um, out last year. John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. We've got a really um, great group on offense that we are, you know, excited to see um, uh, out on the field. And then defensively, we've added some free agents and and um, I think we can we can be pretty solid and, and improve certainly from last year on the defensive side of the ball. So we're just excited to get out there and um, see what happens. And it's going to be you know a, a full season, and we'll I think definitely be improving as we go, just because you know we're, we've got that rookie quarterback out there, but he's got the confidence and he's got um, the knowledge, just all the um, everything that he was. It was expected he has um, been so far. So we'll hope that continues when we get out there and are, are playing the game. All right, one more question for you, Kate. Now, you know, as a spectator, you know, I, as a fan, you know, I'm hyped up, I'm ready for game day. What is it like for you? Because, I mean, you're there. <laughs> you have a lot of stake in it. And what is that like? I mean, are you stressing? Are you nervous? What is going through your, your mind at, at kickoff time? You know, it's really easy when it's not game day. I say I'm going to remain really calm. I'm just in there. I'm no more than a spectator. And I find that my blood pressure definitely rises. So I um, I, I feel like I should be down there playing myself. But um, anyway, it's it's definitely fun. It's an exciting three hours. So where do you usually you know, watch the game from? For home games, I'm in a box. I go to the away games and watch. Um, so I go, I travel for every game and mm-hmm. go with the team. And you know, at the home games, I'm I'm in a box with my husband and others. And <laughs> the, um, okay. The, I try I try to behave myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end it there. Thank you so much, ladies. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedules. It means a lot for me, um, to me. I've been trying to do this show for about a year now, but you ladies are so busy. You're so hardworking and stuff <laughs> to get you all together. So I, I wanted the right group of women, and it was important for me to hold out for the right group of women, and I think I got them. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, Rodney. Thank you, Stay Rodney. Well. Peloton, let's go. This holiday... With the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton. Motivation that moves you.